Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hey, sister, my sister. I've been working on that song. <laughs> OMG. Hashtag quarantine crazy. <laughs> no, it's my alter ego, Quarantina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was sitting here earlier and I was feeling so tired. I'm like, whoa, man, taking care of three kids really like takes it out of you. It feels like I've worked out. And then I remembered that I did. Like I did a workout. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you uh, just make me laugh. Are you ready? Are you ready? So ready. Okay. So before I like complain about Lulu which is inevitable um (laughs) I want to just start with a bit of the flashback Friday because you were the one that made me realize that certain things might be clues like they might be really specific on the shows that they're choosing to air I don't Mm -hmm. know but the flashback (laughs) you said it with such conviction that you're like whatever (laughs) I don't know (laughs) who really knows Friday couldn't help but notice a lot of Dante super present and I had no idea like I mean of course I remember that when Dante had returned he Mm -hmm. went out for lunch with Mike but in that show it was like whoa Dante really loves Mike (laughs) like I forgot that they had this bond I guess like I know Dante was there for really big moments for Mike but when he was Mm -hmm. there because it was the they did the episode where Mike they recreated Luke's at uh, the Metro Court and you should see like the way that Dante is like staring at Mike really focused on you know how Mike is doing so that was really fun for me to see and I'm like whoa they were very close to for, for Mike and then I started to wonder like he did grow up in this same neighborhood as as Sunny. Like Sunny and Olivia were friends, and they all knew each mm-hmm. other. So part of me does wonder if Dante grew up kind of knowing Mike, but just not knowing it was his grandfather. But that's neither here nor there. But still, it mm-hmm. makes you wonder. <laughs> it makes you wonder. <laughs> and um, things <laughs> and that the, make you go. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I put my hand on my my index on my chin. Me too. We're real. <laughs> <laughs> You can hmm, without your index finger. Um, right. So, so uh, or a chin. But anyways, so <laughs> there was a flashback. <laughs> that... <laughs> so making me laugh. Um, <laughs> when you laugh at what I say, <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot. Of... <laughs> there was a lot of reminiscing on that episode of the flashback, and Lila was in it. Okay, wait. Was there a flashback of a flashback, or this is the actual Friday? Flashback, well, fla- flashback Friday. Yeah, the episode okay, yeah. had a flashback in it okay. of Lila. Huh. You know I think it's I mean? like, well, yeah, because we were talking about like Willow and the comparisons to Lila and, you know, like how they were very much contrasting that when he was giving her the ring. Exactly. So I just felt like, um, first of all, they're really rebuilding the Quartermain clan. Like they yes. just, they really are. So that was just interesting that the episode they chose to air included. Lila in it and in all of the reminiscing um Carly and Jason reminisce at this cocktail party to talk about their son when he was a baby so they're just they're just like oh we were just thinking about when you were a baby so they're showing a lot of memories of between Carly and Jason and then at one point you see them slow dancing together Mm mm-hmm 
I mean, Carly obviously dances with Sunny at the end of the night, but at this point, Carly and Jason are slow dancing, and then and Sunny's like dancing with Anna. So oh, it's just okay. interesting, you know what I mean? Right? It's interesting. And then I wrote this down, and this was not in the flashback, but it was just so much fun to see Dante's face. And I guess like when I was watching it, part of me is thinking about like where the soap opera is right now, mm-hmm. and like all the fun stuff that could happen with Dante showing up. Basically, the chaos that could ensue. And the fact that Lulu is taken, and we don't actually know if Dante would take her back, even if he's right? healthy. Like, does he want to <laughs> do that? Like, we don't know. We don't know where he's at. And so, and I mean, especially if, like, Olivia's recapping the guy or he's catching these episodes, like, we don't know where he stands. But then I was like, whoa, you know, like, we've talked about Sasha focused, like, she's got stuff going on right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> swirling around everywhere. And she, we talk about her focusing on her career and her own stuff. And, like, we, we feel like that might be the track for her and we haven't really thought of any type of romantic involvement, but wouldn't it not be hilarious if Dante and Sasha hooked up? Yeah, because especially <laughs> with that scene last week where she was giving, uh, Lulu was giving Chase, like, all the business in the world about being, like, a terrible person and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that would be pretty nice. Um... <laughs> I love how you brought that back to like, screw you, Lulu. Uh, So yeah, like, it's like there's certain guys that you call excuse to everyone. Like when Chase came, like seriously, the guy looked like he could have been with everybody until he landed with like Willow. And like right now with Brando, that dude is like floating around everywhere. Like that guy looks like he could hook up with like every one of those Davis girls. And Dante, I'm thinking he could suit a lot of interesting people, you know, like because in the, because one of the flashbacks, the Sunny-centric episode, you know, like when we saw Dante with um, Sam, Sam, like physically they looked amazing together. Like, could you imagine that? I know. Like when I, when I saw that episode, it's so crazy because you're so involved. You forget who the characters like actually yeah, are they on were the day-to-day so- show because they're just so good and so exactly. versatile. So Dante and Sam, like, amazing actors, and we see Sam again this week, and I feel like she's doing better, don't you? She's getting alive. We saw her at the gym with her mom. We saw her today, like, in court. (laughs) Well, okay, honestly, when she was at the gym and her mom's like, what are we doing here? I, like, replied to the TV to bump into Jason. Like, that's kind of what I thought, because I'm sure there's, like, a ton of gyms. And that's right? like more of a boxing gym, you know what I mean? It's not like your typical gym. It's like a mobster gym also. <laughs> like, okay, but when, okay, let's just leave Sam for a second. But when Alexis is like, exercise or massage, I choose massage. I was like, that's mesh. <laughs> I, I do both. I, do I both, know. But I admit, I, she was like dragged and it's like your face when I offer you vegetables or say like oh, something along with- those lines. <laughs> vegetables like I made vegetables for like our date night dinner on Saturday and I was like I can't believe this is edible it's not bad <laughs> like, it's not bad <laughs> but like gyms when I used to go to a gym my workouts got shorter and shorter and shorter because there was a steam room <laughs> so I kind of just went for the steam room <laughs> I just want to point out like elect- like exercising is traumatizing for Alexis Remember the oh last my time gosh, she tried right. exercise? That oh, that's like, did you say that to Brando? I don't have great experience with exercise. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even catch that. But it's Maybe. Like, like, I'm, I'm, like, like, <laughs> I'm like, Sam, just back off a second. So I just thought Alexis was super funny in her interaction with Brando. Like, just very yes. loose and chill about it. I, I thought that was hilarious because I think it was a bit of a slap in the face to Sam. Like, you're crazy. Huge. Like, you're super crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, that's the thing. And and I felt the same way when I first saw Sam and she was being all nice to her mom, but I was like, oh, wow, she's getting better. 
But then she started getting on her for um, moping in the house. She's been moping for that one was... week. This is her entire life. Like, give her a moment. I thought, okay, you're, I completely agree with you. I thought it was a bit weird that Sam's like, come on, get over yourself. Like, it's just like, right? really? It's like, hello. You've been, like, <laughs> you've been laxing out at everyone, but whatever. <laughs> um, but the thing about Alexis, though, like, I just have to kind of say, like, weren't you not disbarred for a year? Like, not once did you consider, like, your act two or alternate jobs because she was suspended for a year, but there was still no guarantee she was going to get her license back at the end okay. of that year. So I'm just saying, like, you really don't have an idea of what could be next? <laughs> really? I am very curious to see where she's going to go. Because she has such a funny personality. She's very, like, she needs to be in control of the situation. She needs to be invested hmm. in something. Like, where can she fit, you know, with everything that's going on at Port Charles? Like, where does Alexis fit next? Like, through our eyes. Well, Okay. You said a couple of things there. You're right. She always has to be in control, but we saw a funner side to her at the gym mm-hmm. where she was all loose and relaxed and she made, um, like, Sam look really, like, round tight. Um, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, don't her skills pair well with Sam's skills in terms of, like, a <laughs> PI consult thing? Well, family biz. Like, I love it. Yeah, for, like, other lawyers you know what I mean like wouldn't they be helpful to help on someone else's case like I feel like Alexis could legitimize her because I don't think she would ever follow Sam's lead or want to delve into the PI in the way that Sam did it but I do think you know Alexis could make something of it and make it some kind of like a consulting thing I don't know what Christina would do but I feel like from Alexis being like all lawyery to all the way to like PI type work I feel like somewhere in between Christina could find herself yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine those scenes? Like, look at the scene that we had last week, the intenseness. Like, but yet they still love each other, but they say some really crazy stuff to one another and then put that in a work environment. We love that they, scene so much that I, I almost would. want to see more. It would be amazing to see a Davis family business together. Who knows? Maybe that's what they were hinting at, showing us all of them in the way that they did recently. Because, like, I mean, that did not have to happen. True. There's a lot of individual scenes that we don't often get, like, all the Davis women together in such a way, like, in that way. So, I mean, I'm, fingers crossed. But, like, I'm sorry. How are they not going to sleep together, Sam and Brando? Like, when you watch them interact, are you like, yeah, you guys are going to be just friends. Like, I understand the Molly situation. I understand it's creepy as hell. But it Mm -hmm. is still a soap opera. And elements can happen where they just can't help themselves. And things we don't like happen happen but it's just like the way that they're portraying it though but he has more chemistry with alexis than he does with sam and that's what i have a hard time with really you don't think there's chemistry there i thought there was like hate but to me i'm just like that's just the beginning to sex (laughs) (laughs) it can be but like just the way you know alexis was kind of playful with him and he kind of like and then just the like, when Sam marched over to him, I'm like, oh, good, here we go. She's like, well, actually, I was going to apologize. <laughs> I was like, well, well, that walk and that face is not saying it. <laughs> I know, it wasn't obvious. But, like, I like the way he's ready to take her on, to call her yes. on her crap. But, it, but that's sort of the reason why. Like, I know it's not as obvious as, like, the whole sexual tension between him and Alexis because there was a bunch of that there. And I'm like, hold up, <laughs> like, that's your... 
lover's mom who I love what he said she goes I like his sense of humor because he said and I took care of her she's like yeah I heard all about that (laughs) (laughs) this is so funny but I think the thing is is that yes like Molly's more relaxed with him I mean they have a very interesting bond you know Alexis was like playful but I think that's Mm -hmm. the whole point you know like to go from where you are and should Sam warm up that is something that you wouldn't take for granted that you you worked for So if they get to a point where they're even like playful or she's more relaxed around him, it's sort of like that's we've come a long way. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you're going to sleep together. Like something is going to happen because why do you keep shoving them together? Because you want her to be best friends with her sister's lover. Right. No, I definitely agree that something they're planting seeds here. (laughs) There's a lot of planting seeds this week. (laughs) Um, It's just icky. (laughs) Of course, it's super icky. Um, Okay, so do, do you think this is weird? Like, based on the tone of Molly and Jordan's last interaction, uh-huh. that you're like, oh my god, girl talk, how did I forget? <laughs> I'm like, great, very on you. And then she's like, Molly, adore you, love you guys together, don't see it with no one else. I appreciate her apology and her remembering that she blasted her. Right. Being like, why are you so awkward planning your wedding with me? <laughs> uh, you're not wedding. But even still, like, if you were Molly, wouldn't you be like, okay, cool. Like, yes, you're relieved. But does this, like, I feel like it just doesn't match what last occurred. No, not at all. Like, I I mean, I believed her. Jordan looked very genuine and she was extremely apologetic. But that is some, that was a crazy scene. That was a lot of, like, punches to the gut that led to Molly doing something that is going to be held over her for a very long time. We're thinking nine months we'll see some stuff happen, but we don't know. I don't. I actually don't know about that anymore. Um, I know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is it a rule that there's usually more than one girl pregnant at the same time to the point where no. you don't know who's gonna end up having? Like, you know what I mean? There's so many weird, like weird soap rules around pregnancies. Like, if there's True. multiple, not everyone is actually gonna have the baby. Right. And if everybody has the baby, then a bunch of They're them switched. Is gonna get switched around. I mean, like I. I yeah, I'd be really shocked if there were a baby switch. But, like, I don't know. To be honest, I'm starting to think that she's just plainly not pregnant at all. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that they made a point for the first time of naming the timeline? Yes. Because Mo- Molly says, those weeks without you are horrible. I'm like, okay. Okay, so those are weeks. <laughs> it was, like, a week for us or whatever. <laughs> oh, I know, right? So, and then I'm the not part- terrible. <laughs> audience because, I'm good I'm good because she says that and then it turns out that like freaking TJ is dealing with PTSD and he's trying to hide it he's like I don't want to push her away oh my gosh this guy is like losing on all fronts so hard but I love when he said to Sunny like I spoke to Mac but I didn't remember very much so I don't know if I'm gonna be helpful like say what now I laughed out loud I was like, were you there at the conversations you had with Mac? <laughs> Did you, you zone you out? Just, I'm like, I'm like, you drew a map. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still, like, I was doing the dishes and I'm like, mobster who tap dances? When are we going to meet that guy? Because, like, I forgot about that detail. Like, I'm like, where is that even detail from? Because I'm like, what show is that from? And then I remember, like, that was a TJ detail. There was a mobster that tap dances that kidnapped him. That should help narrow thing th- things down, I think. I think Ava's going to hire him for entertainment. Then somebody's going to start tap dancing at the party and we're going to be like, that's him. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. I'm starting to think that or Ava's party... <laughs> 
Nope. Nurses fall and this is just happening. Oh my gosh, this is super awkward. It's like big, bulky guy. It's like I topped out. But this gun is just there. Oh. TJ's like, there's something familiar about this guy. I just, I can't put my finger on it. Let me close my eyes. I just can't remember enough details. Tap dancing, oh. someone kidnapped me. Oh my oh. god, I don't know. Um, oh. oh my gosh. So, you had said that there was going to be some kind of like big event where terrible things would happen, and we yeah. thought it was going to be at Cyrus's house party, but I'm starting <laughs> to think it's going to be an Ace's house party. party. One. <laughs> well, I don't know who's going to go to that, but he's all mad right. that he's not invited to Ava's party. <laughs> but I'm starting to think that that's where, because I mean, that is where horrible things happen at Windermere. It's very true. I mean, last time there was an event, wasn't it Ava that got thrown off the parapet? And I'm yeah. shocked that I remember parapet. <laughs> I, like, my brain actually rewound too far. Because I'm like, yeah, because that's where Emily died. <laughs> just like, oh, no, no, what you Stop said happened way more, <laughs> way more recent than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so much has happened since then. <laughs> Nicholas died too and then came back. Anyways, oh. Your flashback so. machine is broken. <laughs> I have to change my batteries. Oh, <laughs> quarantina. <laughs> so Cyrus goes up to Ava. Okay, yes, like, you I... read my mind. Okay, continue. <laughs> Talking about Ava and Windermere and his house party. But yeah. I know. Um... <laughs> but the conversation in the Metro Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to but... say what I want you to say. So say it. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think so. I was just, that's all I got. <laughs> We like spoke, and I'm like, why did Sunny have to assume the worst? That's all I said. <laughs> okay, so that is not what I was thinking. <laughs> I figured, I figured you went deeper. You delved deeper. Okay, so with the Sunny thing, I, I, it's frustrating because he's so hot and cold these days. I know it's like the whole mic thing, which we'll jump into later. So that seemed to me was a little frustrating. But when, when Ava, who's like this big tough you know, mobster person, even though she's not in the mob anymore, when she gets intimidated by Cyrus, it, it makes me scared. But what bothers me, not bothers me, but, okay, yes, bothers me yet connects the dots is that Cyrus is always bringing up people's children. Like, always. Yeah. And you brought up Avery, and Avery's like, I like her response to him, even though you can tell that she was very scared and did not want to talk to me further but it just to me solidifies that whole connection that he does either have a son or daughter living in Port Charles and we just have to figure out who it is I think so too because like everybody who's trying to defeat Cyrus says what's our personal stuff <laughs> like where's his weakness who's, who are his personal ties who's his family does he have family <laughs> so I mean I think you're right <laughs> I think you're honest but it, it's kind of pushed like also the fact that he keeps not really threatening but threatening Ava, but at the same time, you know, he did kidnap TJ. Trina was involved in stuff. Like, he doesn't yeah. care if you're an adult or a child. So I think, like, let's say we do go back to that storyline where I'm like, okay, maybe Sasha is his daughter and she gets, like, deep into drugs. So that's, like, the world taking Sasha away from him again. But he's doing no. it. So he gets to feel like the bad guy. I don't think she's going to die, but maybe she'll be okay. possible from, like, an overdose. Like, I get mad at Johnny when he makes suggestions because in my head, those are spoilers to things I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I'm just like, why would you tell me that? He's like, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm like, don't. That's a spoiler. That's how I felt. So I was just like really upset right now. But I'm okay. But yeah, he definitely, 
the whole thing about kids. And I am a, I honestly, I'm like a hundred percent. I think Sasha is his kid, but I like the thing that you pointed out because it's the same thing. I really like it's scary, but what I like about even when Cyrus interacts with Laura is that they are strong, they stick up to him, but they're scared. And yes. it's not to say that the women are acting any different. I think that is the general feeling when it comes to this guy, and it's the same yes. one that I have as an, as an audience member watching the show, is that I am scared. This is unlike anything we've ever seen before, and I think we're seeing that in the way everyone reacts to him. You know, they might act one way in front of him, but there's definitely this level of fear, even with Sonny and Jason, because they're like, the guy has no code, no rules. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I so I like that portrayal because I think it validates what we're seeing that we know we've not seen anything like this before. I mean, in the middle of all that intensity, and I just felt like Ava was strong, and I did like the way she went back at him. I liked the way that we had like mobster Ava just flicker there, yes. like she knows what to do and how to respond and how to take care of herself. So I really, really enjoyed that. But in that was a bit of comic relief for me when Sonny went to go talk to her when he says, <laughs> you take one step forward and 85 steps back. I was just like, that is I like, know. <laughs> really funny to me. It was like so funny. And I was just like, I hope you go and tell Sonny that the guy brought up your daughter. I know, right? I was surprised she didn't say it. Well, I mean, we don't know. She walked back into the Metro Court. So this is True. in my head what I feel has happened. Ava and Sunny, they were really friendly. And even though that was some tension that came back between them, I still mm-hmm. found it quite tame. Oh, yes. It was very mild. There seems to be a lot less tension between them. Like, they're getting friendly. Ooh. But I don't mean it that way. I just I know, literally I know, mean I they're getting friendly. <laughs> no, because I have a lot of things in my brain. I have, like, the square, which is, like, you know, Franco, Elizabeth, Nicholas, and Ava. Then I have, like, Robert and Olivia. So there's a lot of, like, intermingling Oh, actually yes. going on in my brain. I love how you whispered that. Like, <laughs> no one on the podcast is here that you said, actually, intermingling. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about um, them so much. So, Elizabeth this week, she was amazing. Oh my gosh. Like the way she can hold on to resentment and say <laughs> crappy things. And just be all, yeah, that's me. It was just amazing. Like when he's all like, hey, I want to apologize to you. The fact that she was like, oh, I talked to Nicholas. He made me feel so much better. I was right? like, what is happening right now? Because the thing is, like, I, I said this to Johnny. I'm like, this drives me nuts. Like when couples do this, like maybe you talk to a friend and someone that helped you. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to name drop them? If they helped you feel better, <laughs> just say you freaking feel better. Say right? the thing that makes you be like, oh, I realized something good, but why do you have to name drop? And to act like you don't know what that name does? Seriously? Mm-hmm. But honestly, the moment she said, I over it, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and then she mentioned Nicholas, and I'm like, I didn't think this could get any better. <laughs> So good. I just I, I really love that. That was hilarious. And then I like this Scott conversation because oh my I liked Scott's perspective because this is the person who's sort of seen it all. So I mean right. he's kind of like legit worried here. <laughs> and poor Franco, who wasn't, is like, oh my gosh, I have to be worried now. <laughs> well, he didn't take it seriously at all, but clearly his interaction with Nicholas changed that. Yes. Big time. I don't even picture Frank with the gym, though. <laughs> so that was weird. But that was just bad. I just felt super bad for him because I didn't think he'd lose the upper hand in that way. I know. I don't like that Nicholas has this, like, he feels like he has a hold on him. He feels like his power over Elizabeth. And here we go again where Elizabeth thinks he's, like, trying to be this better person where he's, like, talking crap and making your husband upset. 
I don't know what to say about that because it's like, is she surprised though? Like, is she surprised that Nicholas would be antagonistic toward Franco without her present? Like, should that be a shock to her? But at the same time, it's like, you're not being mature toward your partner's friend. Like, at the end of the day, like, Ava is his friend and his good friend. And you know very well. And he has said this, like, when they were planning their wedding originally. Like, I don't have a lot of good friends. And she she knows who those people are. So it's like, if you're openly going to be disrespectful that way too I just I don't know like she's helping create that wedge and I just didn't like that and it just sucked because it's like Franco couldn't really hold his own it does suck but what I liked about Franco's like you know, it seems like you're ready to forgive him but don't forget he's the one that drove your sister out of town like it's like she really forgets that she had a sister but there's a time warp that exists though and mm, I think it's a little bit true. about what Scott was talking about this is a person like, because remember she said, like, when I'm with him, I have flashes of this friend I used to know. It's not just about the friend you used to know. It's about a past life you used to have. Yes. And that's the reality with a longtime friend and everything with Nicholas is that that history triggers a lot. It's absolutely not the same kind of history as, like, Franco having this professional relationship with Ava and then having an affair in your adult life. It's not the same as somebody True. that can take you back to the day before you had a crap ton of responsibility. It's just not the same. Bang on. Not to mention all those old clips that I found. <laughs> I, I posted. Because, like, I forgot how, like, intense that was. And the fact that there's an old clip of her saying, like, she can't control herself when she's around him. And that's the only person, like, she's obsessed with a lot of guys. But her relationship with Nicholas was very, very different. It was super hot. And she was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there were opportunities for her to engage in an actual relationship with him. And yes. she pushed it away, again, because of how it looks. She likes to wear that righteous armor, and mm-hmm. it wasn't the right thing to do, and she sort of stopped any chance for a real relationship. But every time he started up with somebody else, she kind of, like, would then get jealous and then try to get with him, and he would get upset. So, and again, speaking to that, because we talked about that, that Elizabeth has an idea of how things should go and the right way to do things. And yes. it was interesting to me because, like, Franco is all about accepting who he is and his past. You know, he wants that. He said it this week. He wants the boys to, you know, that he hopes the boys forgive him for who he was, but is very mm-hmm. honest about that with them. And Franco is the kind of guy that's really honest and he's unapologetic about who he is because, again, I don't blame him for being under the impression that if I'm with somebody and I marry them and they say they love me, that they love me for everything. And I don't see Franco shrinking himself or bending in any sense right. of the word. He struggled with being a good person, but I don't think mm-hmm. in struggling to be a better person, he was sort of deviating at all from who he was. So I think trying to be better for Elizabeth, that's something that also suited him and something he wanted to do. But the interesting thing about when she was talking to Nicholas, he was clearly very much willing to bend to her standards because he's talking about trying to be somebody that she would approve of. And she's giving him, like, encouragement, being like, yes, I like this. I like where you're going. I like where your head is at. I am approving of your behavior, Nicholas. So who do you think she's going to prefer? The person bending at her will or the one who's standing on their own? Oh, that? Oh, my God. That's everything what you just said. Because, you know, even Ava said to Franco, like, do you think Elizabeth can forgive you for who you were before? Like, there's a clear divide. There's that anger that, you know, Elizabeth was trying to antagonize Ava, but Franco already talked to her. Like, Franco wants the money. Franco's okay with everything Ava is doing. Ava was even being apologetic to Franco about, like, you you know? So it's so weird that Ava and Franco are the grown-ups in this situation. And you're right. Elizabeth just wants to see life the way she wants her life. 
not the reality of what it is. But that's what's hard about Nicholas returning. Because without Mm -hmm. him, yes, I think Elizabeth will struggle. She always has with regards to his past. It's something she wants to dismiss. And it's something she always tells people, well, it's over. He's not that anymore. It's the tumor. It's like Mm -hmm. the first thing that comes out in her lecture about him. You know what yes. I mean? Or he's changed. She's always trying to convince people and she's always trying to push off of his past. But the thing about Nicholas is now you have another alternative of a person that regardless of their mistakes, it still kind of fits her standard and society's standard. Well, the society like within Port Charles, obviously, <laughs> that's a bit more acceptable. Right. You know, the same status that Ava enjoys being with Nicholas or that she thinks is there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really harsh of Elizabeth because you know, when they were talking about, you know, coming and supporting Franco and, and Nicholas and all that stuff, you know, it is the unveiling of Franco's work. And when she started saying that once people see this, meaning his work, mm-hmm. not just, oh, it's a picture of Eva. The whole point is it's his work that you're going to get a ton of commissions. And she was just like, oh, and th- th- she just brought up his past. Yeah. She just got mad at Eva. And I'm like, do you hear what they're talking about? They're talking about your husband's work. And then she was like, maybe I'll come. Seriously? Seriously? Hmm. Maybe something's going to, it was a lot. And maybe something's going to go down like that night with her and Nicholas or close to because it's in that house. It's in that house. They've had a lot of funny business. Yeah. I'm I'm so, like, this is just reminding me that this is the last episode we're getting for a long time. But anyway, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so great. I'm so, I'm so okay. That's what my kids say all the time. Like, it's hilarious. Like, two and, like, three and a bit. But, like, every time that they're somewhere or falling, I'm okay. I'm like, nobody asked, but thanks for letting me know. But that's so, really, I'm okay. <laughs> but that's what you said when you were talking about Johnny earlier. And you're, like, when he gives you ideas of what the episode should be. And you freak out and then you say, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. All they're doing is, like, copying me. All the time, like, and I'm hearing it now. Like, they're learning so much of what I'm saying, and it's just hilarious to watch them repeat all that stuff. <laughs> so cute. Okay, so even you said that in that interaction, Ava and like Franco came off like the adults, and I have to agree because there was something childish and unsupportive in her behavior because that was about her husband's work. And in and honestly, like Lulu gave me the same vibe. Her too. She. She looks like the child in the room all the time. <laughs> this girl, does she does she have amnesia? Okay, like does she not remember any of the last conversations she's had with her mother where Laura kind of mocked her about still being mad at her brother for being alive, like telling her that it's ridiculous to keep holding on to this. The last time that they had like a deep discussion when Charlotte ran away. And you walk in there all bold, oh, we'll send the regrets for the both of us. Like you speak <laughs> for her now. I was just like, what is happening right now? You realize that you're encouraging your mom to turn her back on her kid. And what is all this crap against Ava? Like, I don't know. Am I missing something? Because when this whole Ryan thing happened, like, did she, I don't recall her, like, hating Ava. You know what I mean? Like, there was definitely a lot of, you know, everybody was relatively courteous to one another. You know, Laura and Ava got to, like, this respectful place. So I'm just wondering at what point did Ava become a villain again to Lulu? Like, in what way? You know what I mean? Because even when all that Ryan mm -hmm. stuff happened, everything with Spencer had already happened. I think it's because it's Lulu's twisted version because if she really genuinely didn't care about Nicholas, she wouldn't give two hoots about who he's married to. But the fact is, she's 
throwing her anger towards Ava as well, making it look like Nicholas is kind of like a victim to Ava's web. It's like, nope, they're both evil and they're both in this together. It's just bizarre because she just wants to be mad at a bunch of people because I get what you're saying. But at the same time, you're right. She she is doing the super weird thing in her head where it was like when there was an opportunity to like leave Ava. Yeah, leave Ava. Ava's manipulating him, but she's also still mad at Nicholas. Yep. So it was just, she's being such a kid. And I just, it was ridiculous when I'm watching her be like, do I have a point? Like when she feels like she has a point, <laughs> when she's like, as a mayor, are you really willing to like risk that? And her mom's like, what is wrong with you? You have kids, right? Rocco, Charlotte, you remember them? Are you going to give up on them? It was like she had to remind her, are you not a mother? Like, do you hear yourself or what you're trying to ask me to do? And then when, like, Nicholas came in to have that conversation, I was, like, dying of laughter with Lulu in the background being all, like, I'm so confused. Can somebody help me? I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm such a kid. And, like, and when her and Nicholas were talking, I thought this was really interesting. You know, like, he's being cordial, you know, mm-hmm. like the nice Nicholas, you know, that, of course, I do remember. And when he asked about the, um, the custody hearing about Valentine. It was hilarious to watch Lulu's face because, you know, she feels in the right and she mm-hmm. feels entitled to be mad at Nicholas. But when he asked about Valentine, it was almost like, you know, there was like a hole in her righteousness armor where it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> he, you know, like, cause, because now you're making nice with Valentine. Again, a supposed enemy that you can forgive, but not your own brother. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to attack him about his parenting because I'm super awesome with that. Like, I'm going to deflect. It was just, like, completely (laughs) insane. It was completely insane. But, like, you could tell, like, there's something in there. Like, there's something in your brain because you feel like there's something weird. The reaction she had about Valentine, there was something there, I feel, that, like, I forgave. I have Valentine in my life, but I don't have my brother. Well, exactly. You forgave the man that shot him but you're mad that your brother's standing in front of you. Oh, this kind of like makes me get what Laura said. Like it just has more of a meaning and how true that was when she says you're mad at your brother for being alive. You're right because you're mad at Valentine for shooting him, but you're also mad at Nicholas for surviving that. (laughs) I get it, Laura. Thanks. She's great. I love her. So wise. Super wise. Because what I think was happening there, because it was interesting when Laura pointed out about Spencer, Spencer would do anything to get back at Ava. So, So to me, that sort of says a couple of things, you know, like in general, you can't really make big life decisions because like your kid is like trying to boss you around. You know what I mean? Like kids may not like certain things that you do, but there was that perspective that I also felt that Laura was sort of addressing with him, but Mm -hmm. also the other one, you know what I mean? Like, is it really that simple? Like is Spencer trying to get revenge on Ava as much as let's say focusing on his relationship with his dad? And I get it. Spencer got a super raw deal. He Mm -hmm. still has a lot of anger toward Ava. But at the same time, like, even though their relationship is very fraught right now, is this how you want to begin the father-son relationship where he's sort of making decisions about Nicholas's, you know, adult life? And I liked that Laura kind of suggested just try parenting him. Yeah, because then you're bringing him back in your life with more manipulation. I mean, really bringing out his Cassidine nature. Of of Spencer? Of Spencer, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, Valentine made that choice to parent Charlotte and he was trying to do something noble, which was leaving her life as opposed to being good. He's still trying to f- navigate the waters of what that means. 
And I think Nicholas needs to figure that out with Spencer because he's not, he hasn't been involved in his life for so long. He's had Laura, who is a very good person with, you know, set lines and boundaries trying to teach him things. Yes, he's been away at school, but she's been the one watching over him. Now what happens when Nicholas is back? Spencer can't be the boss of him. Exactly. So it's, it's tricky, but I, again, it's like none of this was ever going to get resolved overnight. And I think Laura right. was right, which says just parent him. And I think at the end, even though Spencer doesn't want to talk to him, I think what Nicholas is kind of failing at right now, keep reaching out. Let allow yes. him to reject you repeatedly, kind of like what Jason was talking about with Mike. True. So I just think that maybe Nicholas needs to do a lot, a lot of that. By the way, did it occur to you when you saw Nicholas go visit Mike that Nicholas is married to Ava and both of their kids are grandchildren of Mike? <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> okay, because that's that's a true fact. I will. The only thing I was thinking is like, wow, Mike has. I didn't realize how many people are connected to Mike, and we constantly say like that whole town is. You know, there's a very tight web. <laughs> um, but Whoa. I was like, holy crap! You're trying to think back, and you know, how are they connected? What does this mean? You know, how did he influence their lives? It's a lot. It's it, it's definitely a lot, and I mean, look, the scenes with with Sunny and Jason were very sweet. They're really amazing. Not mm-hmm. to take anything away from that. And it's like, of course, Sonny and Jason are like BFFs and friends. But for some reason, like when he walks in, I see like Jason, the enforcer slash like the like emotional support human. It was just like, it, like he did an amazing job with Sonny. But it's like on some level too, part of me is like, right, they're friends. Like I forgot that they're friends. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about that. Because all those scenes were so heavy. So like, I totally get what you're saying. But there was this particular scene with like Elizabeth. Jason and Sonny and you know Elizabeth and Jason were 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 talking I think beforehand before Sonny comes out so he's like you know what do you what do you think and Jason says um sleepy he's sleepy then he kind of like half smiles and in all the darkness in that scene I just thought it was like so direct just the way he delivered that line kind of made me giggle even though it was a serious scene because yeah the dude's sleeping for 16 hours he is sleepy I remember that and I kept thinking like because because Sunny was kind of wanting more from Jason, obviously, yes. and being like, what do you think? And I'm just like, like, whether Jason talked to Elizabeth or not, I just mm-hmm. don't feel that Jason would have been surprised by Mike's condition. Because exactly. Sunny, like, so I guess Sunny felt like, you know, Jason should be shocked by, like, mm-hmm. his condition. When in reality, and, and that's what's really interesting and really good and cool about that storyline is that, you know, they're showing how hard it is. Mike Mike and Sonny had a very complex relationship and this is hard for Sonny because he just got his dad back and now he has to let him go and it just goes to show I guess where Sonny's headspace is because you know we say sometimes like has he forgotten how to be a mobster but like in those moments you you understand like yes a process that to everyone else even people who are not medical professionals like Jason understand that Mike is sort of experiencing a process of decline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's nothing shocking about the stages he is going through. But Sonny is very much surprised and questioning. And it's almost like every symptom or every behavior of Mike's or non-behavior behaviors that he's not doing is, is shocking to Sonny. And I think people are a bit worried that at this stage, Sonny is, you know, the guy's having a really hard time and he's really struggling. And I'm so interested to see how everything with Mike, because I just feel like there's going to be a meeting point between mm-hmm. Mike and everything that's going on with Cyrus. And you had said that. 
Yes, and I'm worried that <clears throat> that Sonny is just going to break. And when he breaks, we all know that he can spiral to very, very dark places. And he's hanging on so deeply and he's not seeing the reality of what's happening. And when it does hit him, everybody's been processing it one step at a time. He has not. So when it hits no. him, it's going to hit him all at once. And, and that is going to implode on his life. It will. But mm. I don't know. There's something that draws me in a little bit about this. Like, I'm very curious as to what this means. And I know this sounds weird. It's because I almost feel like Sonny is dealing with this alone. I know people are visiting him. And I know he mm -hmm. has Carly. But this very much feels like just a Sonny thing. It's a really good point. Like, he, it feels like a, like, you know, like, you know how we talked last week about Sonny's world becoming small? Like, his world right now is all around Mike. When I'm watching mm -hmm. the show and I see these scenes, like, I really feel like everything that goes on with Sonny is just extremely separate. And I guess I'm afraid he'll be experiencing the impact of it all alone also. And I'm worried slash concerned slash excited as to what that's going to look like. Because I don't think he's going to share his grief with other people. No, and he's and we know inevitably because it's classic to Sunny. He's going to throw a glass across the room and it's going to smash to the ground. And I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because I mean, look, the guy's a great actor, and exactly. um, all the emotion that's going to come from everything that's going on with Mike. I guess I'm just I, I I'm of course I don't want to see Mike go, but no. I'm definitely excited to see how that's going to be presented to us. So like that court case. Oh boy. Okay. If <laughs> what are you about... thinking so far? Well, I was thinking, okay, just that point with like Sunny and Jason and Julian being the monkey in the middle. Um, that whole scene was weird because I, I also felt that in that moment, Sunny forgot how to mob. It more felt like somebody stomping their feet and trying to get their way as opposed to really embodying the power they have and telling him what to do. Like it was, it was such a weird yeah. dynamic, don't you find? Or did you think the same thing? No, I did. Like, part of me is like, okay, so what? Even if the guy, like, annuls the marriage, then what? Like, right now, like, today. Like, they already went to court. <laughs> the judge knows that they're married. So he annuls the marriage, like, today, tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. Like, I personally think Julian hurts her case rather than helps her case. Same. And I feel like he's aware of that. He's just trying to protect himself from her telling the truth right away. I don't know. <laughs> like, I would love to think... Julian has got some some deeper rationale, like secretly me marrying her doesn't help her. But honestly, I love Julian, but this is about self-preservation and he's not even good at that. Like True. I think the guy is just super, <laughs> super lost and feeling really screwed and he didn't have a chance to like talk to Ava before making any decisions. Oh my gosh, that's true. Ava doesn't even know. No, Sonny wouldn't tell her. I was like, just tell her. That is so annoying. I but know, honestly, right? When all that court stuff was going on, like, I legit forgot that Julian and Alexis were married. <laughs> like, when, when Diane was like, oh, my God, Alexis, I'm like, oh, right, that's not going to, like, go over well. And I just, I don't know, I gasped when Jason showed up and Sonny, because I guess I didn't expect them to show up there. Because, I mean, if you are going to show up there, rather than be like, you got to win all this, it was like, <laughs> you suspected that Julian was involved in some way. Coming at him with that might have been a bit more um, right. That's what I mean. Like not, not using his power in the right way. Yeah, I would have. I would have pushed him on what does she have on you? Exactly. Everybody jumped to that conclusion except for Sunny. So all, everything you just said about him is really interesting. That he is in this like world on his own. He's not sure how to navigate these waters. He doesn't know 
how to be his true mob self. No, and I loved how how Jason was because uh, when Julian was was uh, saying something like, "I'm Danny's grandfather." And Jason was like, no. And I love Julian just so casually. Oh, I was just checking to see if that mattered at all. <laughs> and I was like, you know, so you're awesome. also Scout's grandfather, right? Danny yes. and Scout. Yes. Again, children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he threw in Danny's name because he donated bone marrow, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is so also like the really power super... card. Yeah, but that's really bad. Like, that's really horrible. <laughs> I know. To do. Like, no. I could save his life because that's, that's like a whole thing that happened before of why Sam was upset with him because he held his marrow hostage. So Sonny <laughs> wouldn't kill him. Anyways, anyways. So, yeah, that whole thing was just ridiculous. But I guess until today's episode, I just didn't realize to what extent, not just that Lucas was insignificant in all of this and everyone right, just right. sort of forgot about him, but how badly <laughs> Julian's life would implode. It sucks. Like, it really, really sucks. Like, obviously, people are like, what the hell are you doing? Um, I love Sam's outfit when she showed up, but when she had a talk with him after... It was a slap. Oh, the slap was amazing. I watched it twice. That's, like, the stuff. So I watched that again. <laughs> but I just... The whole Lucas thing, it just drives me nuts that, like, Lucas can't get a story and, and just sort of stand on his own. Like, he, like he's in the, the show... Again, when it's, like, connected to someone else, which is ridiculous, because he's Lucas Jones. He's Bobby's son. He's Carly's brother. Why can't he have, like, his own thing going on? Like, he was only there because of Brad, ultimately. I know. You've been saying this for a really long time, and I am all for it. Like, we want to see more Lucas. He has, he's a great actor. Or maybe he has projects that we don't know about, but there's place for him. Well, hello, the story didn't end. Like, could you imagine what it would be like to watch Lucas right now deal because we saw that he was spiraling and, and working a lot mm-hmm. but imagine he showed up at the court imagine he's not doing well like I would like to see how he's handling understanding that there's a custody battle going on over his kid because I'm just saying at the end of the day Willow put a lot aside to help Wiley and it's not her kid I think Lucas would have put everything aside to be there to testify for Michael exactly oh my gosh that would Did have been you powerful notice? it would have did you notice that when at the end of Julian testifying, Sam mm-hmm. got up, looked like she was walking toward the bench, and the next thing you know, we found her in the hallway. <laughs> did she <laughs> did she you it to the hallway? She's like, I'm gonna walk toward my dad and then I'm gonna turn around and go outside. For dramatic effect. <laughs> oh man. It's just funny because it's like she didn't know how to like be they had to punish him you know what I mean short of yes. saying like I'm gonna kill you because I thought maybe you could say that because she's like I've already like done the whole not talking to you so and then she came up with so now you're just dead to me and I'm like and the difference is I know. <laughs> not talking you are dead to me and then when she was like and if Leo chooses not to talk to you we are gonna support him and I was like I forgot you were related to Leo Right, like she sends her kids at the quarter mains and everyone plays, obviously. But yeah, I kind of forgot that connection. It's, like, <laughs> it's her, it's her brother. It's her legit, her brother. It's, it's her crazy. little bro, oh, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the actual court case, I liked when Martin walked in on Nell practicing. Oh and my god! He told her once more with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but did you find it interesting that she used the word 
she started off with the word blessing, but she ended with possession. She referred to Wiley as a possession. That's really interesting and really cool and subtle because ultimately that is what he is to her. And that's all the things she's trying to hide. Well, that's like that whole statement was so like she talked about like a loving family, blah, blah, blah. But it just literally depicted everything that we think about her and her thoughts about parenting. But at the same time, I like that the judge seems to sort of have seen through her. Mm-hmm. Like he caught it because he already said like, it, you know, you're already late. And I feel that he thinks that her whole showing up in a wedding dress, like she's already making a spectacle of herself. So as it is, I don't really think she's doing, doing the thing to the judge that everyone thought she would do. Like playing the victim and having the judge be like, oh my God, poor woman. I think he's already irritated of her. I think so too, which is really nice because it's throwing her off and she doesn't know kind of where to go next with her act. It's it's ridiculous though. And I, I guess with the whole Julian thing, I'm, like I felt like the way her lawyer questioned her, and obviously it's going to be easy on her. He is her lawyer. Mm-hmm. But when he asked the are you in love question, she basically didn't answer it. And when Michael didn't answer it, obviously he put pressure on him. But the way he asked the question and the, her answers... It made it almost looked equivalent to Michael. So her lawyer did a good job on that front. And I just felt like that was something that Diane should have hammered down even more to be like, what kind of relationship do you have? Because she had said, like, she has a whole photo album of Willow and Michael's history together, that they do have a bond and they do have a connection. So I felt like that could have easily been poked at Nell, like in terms of her relationship with, with Julian. Like how often have you seen him in the last year? I know it was too quick so I just felt like that we they could have went at her more I mean Diane looked super fun like like talking about the worst of them like especially cross-examining Julian I think she (laughs) had so much fun uh doing that but yeah it's not looking so good for them and this is the first time because usually whenever there's a court case the person I don't want to win wins see and then there's the whole like necklace that's involved in the situation. She keeps like holding the necklace under the table. I know we talked about like her falling apart and there's this really big emphasis on like Nina finding her daughter and finding that person to mother. So like I, all of these clues, like it, I, I think she's, she's going to lose badly. Like not just lose, but lose terribly. I hope so. To be honest, I really do. So the episode ends with Nina, like she's getting sworn in, like mm-hmm. doing her like oath thingy. And it was interesting because I was just like, the way that it was, like the fact that that was like the last scene, the supposed cliffhanger. But part of me was wondering, is something, could something get in the way of Nina's truth telling? Could this be the moment Nina sees a <sighs> necklace and her testimony yes. takes a whole turn? I did not think of that. <laughs> so because like she kept she she has it in her hand so I'm just like I don't know like I'm worried that this could be the time that she sees it but again I, I I'm I'm feeling more along the lines that Nell has to lose in order to build back up that losing would bond her and Nina and at this point if Nina knows it's her daughter I could see her definitely trying to sue for custody to get rights to her grandchild yes and it turning into something else remember remember mike michael gave us that clue to willow even if we have to appeal even if there's 20 billion other court i know (laughs) so michael alluded to the fact that there wouldn't be just sort of like one ruling and one judgment but the thing about nina though when she was talking to Jax, things that that carly said really struck me they were harsh they were harsh like when Mm -hmm. she told nina well you're not a mother but then later kind of just saying like carrying a child and being a mother are two different things and basically saying like until you've done the job 
you don't know. You know what I mean? Like you don't Mm -hmm. know. And it's a harsh thing to say because this woman lost her baby, but I get, I get what Carly's saying, you know, like the, she's talking about parenting. Exactly. And when me, I felt like Nina just glossed over what Jack said, you know, because like, let's say you do this while he's paying the consequences. I felt like she was a little dismissive. Like I just thought to myself, like, that's not big enough for you that, well, that a child I, could be the consequences. Like I didn't like that because it made what Carly kind of said a little true. And like we said, they're, they're creating all these parallels, you know, with like um, Nina's mom and the way that she is. And basically she doesn't know what parenting entails. She doesn't know what having a good parent is. And she's living in this bubble as Nell is, as they're thinking of themselves as mothers, but not as parents. Even Nina romanticizes this like reforming of Nell. Like she just needs me to mm. love her and to believe in her. And right? Like, okay. oh. and, and I mean, like, I just feel like Nina, when she dismissed sort of the consequences that could happen to Wiley, I got annoyed because she knows what that's like because of her mother true so so yeah this is going to be interesting and I think they're doing a really really good job of sort of like bridging the gap between Nell and Nina to sort of come together so I think that's uh yeah that's pretty that's pretty freaking awesome so speaking of Nina so from a real daughter to her fake daughter at deception so her photos came out great (laughs) that's their slogan is that what they're promoting Is that their whole beauty thing? That's, That's our tagline. Thanks to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay, so. To be clear, we don't endorse drugs. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I, I just want to, I want to say this. Like, you've had a lot of jobs. You know what I mean? Like, I've had jobs. You've had employers. Absolutely. Did you, did you know you were supposed to gift your boss Coke? Like, a lot? Like give your boss free coke. Did you know? Because at the end of the day, Sasha is this woman's freaking boss. And this woman seems to think that she can go to her boss and be like, here's coke. Here's some more coke. Coke's really amazing. You know, well, maybe be employee of the month. And I was like, this person can fire you. Like, what is up with Sasha? Like, at the end of the day, like, I get it that you were really messed up and she handed you that. But you, you're her boss. Well, that's what was really confusing. Because it's like... So you're paying your assistants so well that they can just go out and buy vials of cocaine. That's one. Second, it's like exactly that. Like, where's the hierarchy? Like, what's happening? Do you not know that that is indeed the Sasha that owns the company? Crap, I forgot to Google how much coke is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just think it's really messed up because like Sasha just finished with Valentine being like, I'm co-owner. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so you didn't forget. Oh, my God. Thank goodness. You know what, though? Just like I was just talking to Brandon about the whole vial of cocaine thing. And we had a really good laugh. because I was telling him about our conversation last week. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, look at the drugs. Do you take all the drugs? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No. I mean, look, the way things are looking, I don't think Maxie can do drugs for the next nine months. Oh, my God. But seriously, if she's pregnant, like, ugh. Yeah, like I, put the, I put the puke emoji, like not because she's pregnant, but because it's like, bleh. No, I get it. <laughs> I, just wanna, I, I get that you're not like sympathizing with her morning sickness, 100%. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, she's pregnant with like Nathan's nephew. I know. They're cousin brothers? Well, that's... Her... <laughs> okay, so let's... <laughs> so she's pregnant with Nathan's nephew and her son, James... 
That's going to be his brother cousin. His brother cousin. Yeah, I got it down. Brother, You're my brother cousin. She's my brother cousin. <laughs> <laughs> this is what... Anyways, my my um... father uncle and my brother cousin. <laughs> gross <laughs> gross <laughs> but yeah Good so time. that's their family tree yeah small you- <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was good okay but do you know what that tells me though like when she was all like oh i'm nauseous Ooh, i don't want to eat salad it's like well obviously mm-hmm. you don't want to eat salad nobody needs to be pregnant to not want to eat salad but, anyways, <laughs> but then she looks it's so funny because like when i'm pregnant I, I want salad, which I would never normally want. Like, when I'm pregnant, I have, like, the opposite of cravings where I don't want junk. And I'm like, give me a vegetable? It's gross. It's super gross. Because it's the human um, inside of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she looks at a calendar. So it's like, this girl could be pregnant, which would be interesting. I'd kind of rather that than Mo- – I basically would rather Molly not be pregnant is what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. So – her pregnancy tells me this because like Peter's path has been like bizarre. It's like, I'm like not Faison. I'm pretty good. And like, as time went on, we're like, no, he's not like Faison. He's pretty good. But then it's like, oh, look, 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 I do dumb stuff. I do super dumb stuff. I think I'm bad again. I think I'm bad. Check he's out my medium. Color. Check out he's... my lighting. <laughs> right? So, he's, he's medium bad. Yeah, he's medium bad. So now he's in this place where we're just like annoyed with him. We're like, you're bad. Mm-hmm. You're messing with Robert. We don't like you. But mm-hmm. I feel like this baby is saying, like, that we have an endgame for Peter. And so we're going to find our way out of this, like, almost bad guy to good guy to truly good guy to I've deleted all the context to any henchman I know good. <laughs> like, to me, I feel if she is pregnant, this baby to me symbolizes that Peter will end up where he wants to end up. Okay. I don't no. like it, but I get it. If she's pregnant, he's, you know, like, she's going to be forced to, like, maybe work things out with him. Yeah. Like, and it's just frustrating because exactly for all those things that you said, like, I ideally want him to be on the right path. We've had a lot of bad guys like Obrick who turned their lives around and have lived wonderful lives after and have been forgiven and learned from their lessons. But he was, is. Like, that's what's weird about Peter. (laughs) He was, is. Okay, one step forward, 85 steps back. Oh my gosh, I, like, whatever. Like, that's the thing. He's not that bad, he's not that good, but, like, just get it together. You know what I mean? Like, this whole dark cloud, just tell people, I was in charge. There, I said it. It's like, who cares? It already happened. I mean, people will care, but still. (laughs) It's not that bad. So, Brooklyn, ding, 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 ding. Someone's hostile takeovering my company. Finally connects the dots. (laughs) Yeah. What shocked me, though, was that Valentine like revealed himself to her and wants to have a sit down i found that very peculiar because i'm like what is his angle does he feel bad collab (laughs) (laughs) he's a good singer (laughs) let's collab let's do something at the nurse's ball but like maybe something with deception like i don't know what he can (laughs) offer her to be to stay quiet (gasps) oh hmm maybe not necessarily to stay quiet but maybe kind of like talk to her about hiring her for the job like knowing what her position is or maybe making her an ally for for the oh my gosh oh my gosh you mean that valentine is going to offer her a good position at elq that 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 ned is trying to bco elq but then like his daughter will have it how messed up 
up with that. Be- well, not really, but that's so much better than where I was going. <laughs> so I was just going to roll with it. <laughs> I don't think Brooke would take on CEO, but I mean, the thing is, if Brooklyn thinks that taking on a position at ELQ somehow is saving the company, maybe she would go along with it, but I don't know. I don't think she's stupid. I don't think she would help him get more shares. I don't know, but there's a lot of really great openings there because I don't think she'll help him get more shares. Like, definitely not. But the fact is, she does want to contribute. She does have a very big sense of family. And if Valentine believes in her and offers her a job, you know, she may take it because she does know more than she lets on. And she will feel like she's on the end, like she's in the inner circle to figure out, like, what's going to happen next. And if she contributed to getting it back to her family. And in the end, she may be that bridge in between. You know what? I hope so. Like, I hope, I think at this point she's earned it. You know what I mean? Like she's gotten arrested. Mm-hmm. She does so many stupid things. I think she's going to be the last person anybody would expect to help them keep the company or win the company back or somehow um, help their positioning in any way. I just, I guess I was just so taken aback by Valentine's boldness to reveal right? himself to her. And I was just like, what can you possibly offer her? Because like, there is no leverage at this point. So I'm so curious how this is going to go because it's definitely an interesting pairing to have Valentine and Brooklyn sit at a table together. And I have to say, like, I really am enjoying the normalizing of Valentine, like him just being there chatting and being like, okay, we're going to be at the nurse's ball. And uh, you tried dealing with Lucy. Like, I just liked it. And even him reconfirming that to Laura being like, I don't need the Cassidyne anything to you know like validate myself or anything like that Mm -hmm. so like I do I do like this it's interesting like in what world would Valentine be sitting down with Brooklyn I know it's so bizarre he's definitely busting in to the whole quarter main bubble who's your daddy (laughs) no for real who's his daddy (laughs) okay all right because like could he be a quarter main you imagine Oh, right. we did. And he's a quartermain. That's true. We did kind of like brainstorm about this a couple of weeks back and talked about it. That you know, how interesting would that be? That in the did end, we? I feel like we did. We're super smart. <laughs> Are we though? <laughs> but yeah. So like, I I'm starting to think. I think now. I'm starting to think right now in this moment that he's a quartermain. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that clip. I'm positive you said that. Okay. I don't listen to our <laughs> podcast, so you can let me know. <laughs> I'm okay. not much of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I totally thought about you when Robert touched Olivia's arm. Only okay. that. Oh. Okay. Okay. And then, you know what I wrote in my notes? Connecting. What? Touching. Ted will be very mad. <laughs> Ted will be very mad. <laughs> Julian, we're super proud of you for writing that. Honestly, I just thought, like, when Robert showed up, because I'm like, there was something there. Like, we always thought it was so cute. You know what I mean? Like, ages ago, when they were at Sunny's and Carly and Lulu were teasing um, Olivia for, like, texting Robert. And then, like, literally a bajillion years later, we have, like, some interaction between her and Robert that is, like, absolutely adorable. So much chemistry there. And when she was saying that about the psychic, it's all that's yeah. giving me comfort right now. Boom, Robert walks in, and just the way she said hi was like everything. And mm-hmm. she pulled Elizabeth with um, with her husband, which is like, you just never know who's gonna come in and just say the right <laughs> thing and not be an asshole and just say anything. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh my god. 
she but, totally should have said that but I liked how he's like <laughs> and they were not even awkward about it they're like yeah okay we'll like go of each other but it's like they weren't <laughs> startled they didn't feel like oh you interrupted like they didn't care and they're so in the same boat like that's what was crazy as soon as Robert started talking about his situation it's like right there they have something massive to bond over exactly. the thing is <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Olivia would necessarily lie to Robert I don't think she was on the phone with a psychic I really thought she was on the phone with Dante because look okay she got an email from Dante so she was lying about the fact that she had no interaction and I you know we we like froze that clip and looked at it (laughs) I recorded it we rewound it we we analyzed that stuff we're like is that an inbox is that an outbox that is an inbox that is an unread message Mm -hmm. that was incoming it was she's talking to dante and if she was talking to dante on that on the phone that is super creepy to say to your son like there's no conversation that warrants like you see through my soul like that's that doesn't work that doesn't work but like what made me feel like maybe we're right in this sense and that olivia's hiding it was that she was saying i'm running out of time like i don't think she's running out of time for dante to get well i think she feels she's running out of time because Dante is doing his thing that she has no control over. She might mm-hmm. have minimal communication with him. And he is very much about, like, duty in terms yes. of his work. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you have three kids under three. <laughs> Everyone always says that to me about, like, the things I say or the things I laugh at. And I'm like, yeah, that's me now because I have children. <laughs> right. Um, um, but, yeah. So I'm just thinking that for her, she's just not on board with what he's doing and wants him to get back because time is running out. His family is moving on. And maybe Dante is being really nonchalant about the whole thing, saying, like, I'll just get this done and come back. I mean, look, he felt like he could leave the first time and come back into his life. Hmm. That's a very good point because time is running out to be multiple things. Yes, exactly that. His family is moving forward without him. It could also mean that his time is running out with his case or that, you know, he's going to come back and then his whole world is going to implode. Like, there's so many different things that makes it exciting. I, I really think so. And so, okay, so you're with me. Was she on the phone with the psychic? Honestly, I did not. I was not convinced of that whole psychic thing. So afterwards, when she was trying to explain everything about Dante, she did lie. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, yes. he rejects all my letters. Letters, email. Hello, email? You were writing handwritten letters to him, but you clearly got an email from the guy. Exactly. So I, I am not convinced. So what did you think about the teens this week? We got the teens were soups cute because there's lots of chemistry with Trina and Cam. And I think Joss might be a little jelly, my friend. Is this she coming off as like a bit much? Like a bit like, yes. I'm just wondering, like when you're watching, it just seems like she wants like all the attention a little bit. Yes, she wants the attention. And it's not like a, a boy girl. She just wants everybody's world to be wrapped around hers because it's been that way That's for so like. long. That's what it looks like. And... I just thought, like, okay, if let's say you thought Trina and him wanted to be alone, why don't you just let them? Because you, right? you know what I mean? Like, it might be a romantic thing. It might not be because they don't want to be friends with you. But aside from all that crap, I just love Deb. Deb was hilarious, the social interaction <laughs> translator. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, why are they acting weird? Because he, like, likes you. But I love his assumption. But, like, you don't like him back and you're just friends, so whatever. And he gets up and he walks away. It was amazing. <laughs> Such boy it talk. Was amazing. It was. It was. But yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. And I don't know, it's like, is that wishful thinking on Dev's part? Hmm, that's a good point, because we that never kind of circled back. Like, yes, he respects Sunny and all of that, but like, how does he just like shove down his feelings for Joss? 
Um, and I like, I don't think anything, I don't want anything to happen between Cam and Joss. I want him to be with Trina down the line somewhere. Like the friendship is I just think so he does sweet. Too. Wait, have we, did we talk about this at all? I don't remember because like with all of like Elizabeth's art stuff, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, right. Trina loves art. She works at an art gallery. With Ava, yes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, but I just... Yes, like... I get it now. No, I connected the dots. It took it took a little time there, but it made sense now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, like, really kind of, like, a little interesting. But it's just, like, I don't know what love story is. The only meaningful love story that Elizabeth had as a teenager was with Lucky. Right. Oh! What? I forgot. When they were getting ready for prom... Cam mm-hmm. was looking out at his mom and Nicholas and kind mm-hmm. of comparing his friendship with Trina to them. Whoa. I, yes, I remember. Yes. That's that intense. was super. That was a fun friendship. So. Exactly. <laughs> but, there but yeah, you go. I just, I like, honestly, I think that, you know, Cam is into Trina and he's sort of like, he, either he doesn't know it or he's scared. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think Joss is holding that same place in his heart that she used to. Oh, no, no, no. And now she's going to be all jelly and torn up and she won't know what to do with her feelings. Dev will be there. It's just However, feeling... <laughs> what? What, what, what? I <gasps> love the jokes they made about the journaling. I'm surprised yes! you didn't bring that up. <laughs> yes! Like, when you... Yeah, like, right at the second of, like, oh, my God, write the journaling. That was so funny. I love how they're like, okay, we can't forget about this. We made a huge stink about the journal. Let's just put it to a close. But I just thought it was hilarious that they poked fun of her. She was like, I'm ready to be friends with you instead of my journal. And I was like, who knows? Maybe you'll need your journal friend back. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay, so this is going to be like the last time for a bit, I guess, that we won't be talking about new episodes. But we're going to be watching all the flashback stuff still. I don't even know if you can call this flashbacks if that's all there is. <laughs> I think they're just like older episodes. <laughs> they're, they're older episodes. They're all going to be Nurses Ball episodes. <laughs> so, so you got to tune in for our ball yes. series. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do those. So we, we're going to keep watching. We want to keep supporting General Hospital. I want to make sure I do everything in my power to make sure that they're back on. And yes. yeah, so we're just going to continue supporting the show by watching it and still having our podcast about it. And I don't know, it might be interesting watching them kind of knowing what we know now, like knowing where all the characters are. Exactly. You know, I have a lot of questions and everybody knows that we always have a lot to say. Exactly. So have a good weekend and until next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.